0: Hey everyone, I'm Matthew.
1: And I'm Ileana. Welcome to The Armory.
0: This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples.
1: We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith.
0: Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ.
1: Thanks for joining.
0: All right, well welcome back to this week's episode of the
1: armory. Well, dramatic effect. <laughs> we need one of those sound bits
0: Like a little soundboard. Yeah. That'd be a little crazy. I don't know if the people are ready for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it's because that's like that so ten years ago. Oh, is it really? If you were to say something, I would be like, boing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: People don't use those fun. anymore. Mm-hmm. But we could bring it back.
1: Cool. Let's be
0: the people who bring it back.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Soundboard on the pod. Anyway. That's fun. Hey, we are holding strong to our goal of coming out with an episode every two weeks.
1: Yeah, we're doing good. We have,
0: we have not faltered. We are recording days in advance on this one. We're on the ball.
1: <laughs> Somebody write that down. You're never going to hear that again. We used to do
0: that so well. We'd had so many weeks prepared advance.
1: We used to be advanced. like three weeks.
0: And then what happened yeah. in our life that made that impossible? Nothing. Oh, wait, we had a son.
1: Nothing happened. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we had like. We had so much free time in Dallas, goodness gracious. Yeah. We did whatever we wanted every single day.
0: Yeah, pretty much. A little meaningless existence. I'm just (laughs) kidding. We had a good time in Dallas.
1: I just mean like, man, I feel like I took that. Our free
0: time is always our free time. Right now our free time is usually structured with something. We have free time to do (laughs) things we need to do.
1: (laughs) That's actually a really good way of putting it. It's a structured free time.
0: Just imagine right now. If we were like, hey, let's just go to a movie's night. We used to be able to do that. We used to go. Want to go see movie's night? Our friends, I was one playing in an hour. Let's go.
1: Yeah, our friends would text us. And to now, like, Can you go
0: to this? we have to, Can go to get, this? get off our pajamas, put on our real clothes, <laughs> somehow find a babysitter in the last next 30 minutes, and then we get it back home, and we'd be so tired, because we're old people who go to bed at like 9.30.
1: Well, if I could sleep in, I wouldn't have to do that. Can't. You don't do that as an adult anymore.
0: No. Anyway,
1: that's funny. We you should tell people about our current house trapping problem.
0: I don't know if you want to say that on the podcast. Do oh, you? really? I don't know if. Did your sister listen to this podcast? Who's about to stay in our house? Oh, maybe. Too late. We already brought it up. Now she's going to know.
1: We Ooh. have
0: mice in the house.
1: We had two, mouses, two so, mice.
0: Two mice. Two Misai. <laughs> so we live. I
1: forgot. My sister. I mean, we don't live
0: oh. in the woods, but we live right by woods. Big old field. Yeah. You know, so. I'm actually in the summer, you know, we'll get bugs in the house. They do a pretty good We live on the church property, so they do a pretty good job of like spraying around the house. So we don't really get a lot of bugs. We never really, like, we saw an enormous drop off when they started doing that. Yeah. And we've lived here for two years. Coming up on two years. Are you serious? Have have lived in this house for two years. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like is time's flying. Bye. Anyway, we've never really had anything. Larger than a bug in the house, no. but you know it's an old house. There's cracks and stuff everywhere. It's it's not surprising. They Iliada's like <laughs> tell the story. I want to tell the story.
1: Usually, I'm the one who takes forever. Matt's just really getting into all the details.
0: Yeah, it's it's part of the story. Got to pull it up. We got we found a mouse literally just like on the counter one morning.
1: No, Matt found a or I did mouse I on the counter at nighttime and then woke me up to tell me he was going to kill it.
0: Okay. Here's the deal. What do you think she would have preferred?
1: Yeah, Hearing true. a
0: loud banging sound in the middle of the night, yeah, not knowing true. where I am and what's going on, or me tell her, hey, just so you know, I'm going to make a loud banging sound when I kill this mouse. And I did. You did kill it. And then we caught another one in a
1: trap. Yeah. So, but we have like five traps around the house, and I've looked at all of them. Yeah, we we have, it's one. been
0: a number of days since we've got one. Yeah. So I'm thinking yeah. there was just two at the time, but we'll see. We'll get them. If you are a member of PETA, please don't uh, contact us um we don't care about the mice so that's just gonna say it canceled
1: if people are a member of PETA, they probably have
0: a member of pita that's gotta be a man kind of
1: yeah remember we looked it up you have to be a vegan yeah
0: there's like a pledge mm-hmm. pledge to PETA. you gotta be a vegan or you gotta be a vegetarian i think i think i don't think you have to be a vegan they prefer you to be a vegan i though.
1: think yeah and their thing their bylaws it says it's they prefer you to have this lifestyle or something yeah so i guess it seems illegal it seems like discriminatory to me I mean, nowadays we, that's what
0: church is we do that you're going to become a member of a church and you're, you're not going to live no not vegan but kidding. live live a certain way or you know you can't be part of the fellowship
1: let me clarify what Matt is saying anybody is welcome to visit our church
0: oh yeah no 100 percent. but if you're a vegan <laughs> maybe don't come i'm just oh my
1: gosh that actually reminds me I there's probably
0: a lot of vegans at the church remind
1: actually. me This is a personal (laughs) anecdote (laughs) for off the podcast. Remind me to tell you a funny story about vegans later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, hopefully there's no vegans listening and are going to be mad.
1: I mean, I have family members who are vegan or who were vegan. They still love me. I love them. We just don't agree on the fundamentals of that. That's fine. Yeah. I read Genesis today and it is very specific about you are to subdue the land and all of these are for you to eat and consume <laughs> it says that
0: so when we ask people to like comment or like hey let us know what you want to talk about on the podcast we don't really get a lot of responses because people are you know people. boring yeah but now we're gonna get a bunch of people
1: well good veganism
0: we're gonna do a podcast on veganism
1: <laughs> sure it's in the I, I have lots of scripture for that so i'm ready
0: <laughs> man you're getting a little passionate science, about this veganism Oh, I wasn't going to open that door, but it is true. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's biologically true.
1: Anyways. Veganism, come on. What are we talking about today? Today so we're talking about
0: the unpardonable sin.
1: <laughs> Stop. I'm just kidding. Oh. Can you tell I'm not strong coffee, enough
0: like? to be a vegan. That's really what it is. I just like meat too much. Maybe I'll need a repent of that. I don't know. Maybe it has a hold of my heart. Meat? It's meat. I had, ch- guys, I had chicken for breakfast.
1: Yeah, but that's because you were going through our leftovers partly, too. That is true. Because I won't eat that. You
0: will. Speaking of veganism, today we're talking about shepherding. (laughs) Look at that transition. We're going through the spiritual gifts. What did we talk about last week, two weeks ago? talked about exhorting, teaching. I always do say last week, even though it was two weeks ago. What did we talk about on the last podcast?
1: Prophecy, teaching, exhortation. Yeah. Which kind we of lump. about like preaching? Yeah, we lump
0: right. those together. Um,
1: they all kind of flow in with each other. Yeah,
0: but today we're talking about this idea of shepherding. Is
1: our podcast already like thirty minutes long? Where are we
0: at? Um, five minutes. Oh, great. exaggeration, but that's okay.
1: That's okay. I just want to give myself. I just need <laughs> already to clear thirty minutes long. Expectations of where we're at.
0: <laughs> so we're talking about shepherding, not the kind of shepherding where you go outside with a stick and you're just hitting ship, hitting ship, hitting <laughs> sheep with a stick. But maybe sometimes it's like that. (laughs) Man, that's funny. It is actually really interesting. You look at the imagery of shepherding in the Bible, like the actual occupation of a shepherd and sheep, and the call to shepherd. Yeah. Essentially, we we say shepherding in our modern day context. I think we could replace that with when we're talking about vocational paid ministry or vocational meaning that's what you do for for your job, right? Mm. We call that pastoring, Mm -hmm. being a pastor other denominations or other things might call it something else maybe a reverend you know priest whatever but the idea of overseeing the flock and we use that term Christianese term right overseeing the flock overseeing the people overseeing the people that God has entrusted in the local church Mm -hmm. to a pastor or a group of pastors yeah and I think go ahead
1: I was just gonna say maybe we should clarify some things that it's not like I was we were talking about this earlier and I was saying how oh
0: man yeah, no, you're, you're, I'm just remembering our conversation. And,
1: well, I was going to say, like, um, shepherding, sometimes I think we use the word shepherding. Like, I think women sometimes who stay in the home the majority of the time say, like, oh, I'm called to shepherd my family or, like, my home or my kids. And I don't think that's wrong necessarily, but... I think what we mean when we actually are saying that is that we're called to steward the things that God's given us or we're called to disciple our children, right? And so shepherding maybe vocationally for pastors can look like some of those things that we do in the home, but I don't think that's what we're talking about here. Like we're, we're talking about something that this a spiritual gift that yeah. people have been given to do for the body of Christ. That's actually a good segue, into a definition i found on spiritual gifts do it that we didn't have earlier in the podcast series but i've been studying more about this obviously as we've been going and i came across this thing from the moody handbook of theology Um, but it basically says a concise definition of spiritual gifts is a grace gift and it says a more complete definition is this a divine endowment of a special ability for service upon a member of the body of christ so a divine endowment, something we've been given divinely, of a special ability for service upon a member of the body of Christ. So I don't think when people say, "Oh, I'm called to shepherd this," or "I'm a shepherd in this way," I don't think they always are like ill-intentioned when they say that necessarily. I just think mm. we're talking about a specific endowment, a special ability, specifically for people in the body of Christ yeah. to use within the body of Christ.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, I like that. I think there's two ways that can look. I think we're going to focus mostly on, I think most of the people who feel that they have the gift of shepherding find themselves leading in vocational ministry in local churches, um, specifically pastoring or right, being an elder. Uh, a lot of churches have elders that are not paid to be there. They're volunteering their time to help shepherd the flock. We um, don't really see the term pastor in scripture, it, Some modern translations will have that. It really just comes from Latin mm-hmm. and it comes from right. the word shepherd, um, which is interesting. But I think there are people who may have feel like they have the gift of shepherding and decide for whatever reason that they shouldn't use that in a formal occupational setting mm-hmm. as a pastor, but they still use it to help lead and guide, um, And even under certain authority, oversee people in the church. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are ministry leaders, leaders in churches. Maybe they don't have the office of pastor or elder, Mm -hmm. but they're still commissioned by the church in a shepherding role.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think, for example, at our church, we have small groups, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: the leaders of those small groups, in some sense, are functioning as in shepherding type roles. Yeah, the elder board has kind of given them an authority. To help shepherd those people f- mm-hmm. on behalf of the elder board, right? right. H- help lead them, help guide them, help train them, disciple them. All those things come into that category. And most of those people have mm-hmm. full time jobs. Right? They're full time. Either they're full time, like in the home as a parent, or they're like they have regular nine to fives. Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily pastors. Right? Um, they might not even have a, a title like in the church, right? That's. But there are still people who can exercise that gift. Yeah. And I think that's pretty abundantly clear. Um, but I do want to think I, think, I think we do want to talk about what it looks like to potentially use the gift of shepherding to hold an office of pastor in the yeah, church. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think the, the qualifications, the categories, all these things do apply in the same way to those who are using it not in that vocational setting. right? You wouldn't say, well, someone has a gift of shepherding, needs to be able to, to guide and lead people if they're a pastor, but if they're not a pastor and they're just leading in the local church, it doesn't really matter. I mean, these things apply across the board. So Nice. Yeah. I think that's good. I think so. Wrap the, that's a good podcast. Wrap it up.
1: Yeah, we're done. Just kidding. kidding.
0: (laughs) So we do see this thing, idea of shepherding in Ephesians 4.11. Um, We've talked about that before. That's where we see a lot of these gifts, but essentially this idea of overseeing, training, feeding, leading the flock. Um, And I think it's really important to just note where this all comes from. I think we see clearly in scripture that there is a biblical office that someone with a spiritual gift of shepherd shepherding can find themselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely people who are pastors that don't necessarily have the gift of preaching right. or gift of teaching. Those are things I think are helpful, right? Yeah. But that's not this. Just because you have the gift of preaching or teaching doesn't mean you're going to be a good shepherd. And just because you have the gift of shepherding doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good preaching mm-hmm. and teaching. This is something far beyond, shepherding is something far beyond Sunday morning. Right. It's a lifestyle where you are called to really be deeply intimate and intentional in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Leading them and helping spiritually guide them to be more like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Not because you have it figured out, mm-hmm. but because you are letting God's word and the Holy Spirit be that guide for you in your right. life. For sure. So I know pastors who are not great preachers, but man, you can just see the love of Christ in them. People wanna be like them, people wanna emulate them, not because they're special, but because they're acting like Jesus. I think that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And we see those um, qualifications, right? If you guys wanna look at what, what does it look like to be in this office of elder or overseer, or we would call it maybe pastor, we see that in First Timothy three. We see that in Titus one. I would encourage you guys to go read that. I don't know if we need to necessarily break that all down right now. No. That's probably a whole other yeah, that could be a whole other big. podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but
1: I mean if people have specific questions. Oh yeah. By I all
0: means. of course. We could definitely answer those, even if we have to kind of retroactively go back and say, Hey, we people yeah. have questions about this, we want to talk about it more. But I think it's really important to understand that there is not only a a spiritual gift given to the church, and I say that very intentionally, it's a gift given to the church of shepherding, but that is one of the ways that God uses his word to speak through his people. It's through pastors. for sure. Um, I know many, many, many pastors in my life have ministered to me. And I believe that was like in the definition you read, divine, intentional, right? It's not just this thing they woke up one day and said, I'm just going to be a pastor of a local church. Some people do that, Mm -hmm. but that's just like, woof. Yeah. Get into a dangerous spot. I think there's
1: confirmation that comes with all these spiritual gifts, as we've talked about before, but especially when it comes to like being a pastor or an elder, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know our church and what a lot of churches do, right, is we don't have a congregational vote, but when we're led by an elder board and we're adding a new elder or a new pastor, I guess when we're adding a new elder, right, we present that elder, to the church and so that people know who they are. Speak now. (laughs) Basically a speak now type of situation, right? But an opportunity for people to say, I've seen this confirmed in that person. And I love, like, for my my parents' church, for example, we don't obviously live there anymore or go there. But when I go back and I'm like, oh yeah, do you guys have any new elders? And they tell me who an elder is. And I'm like, oh, they weren't already an elder. And you kind of have that mentality of like, this, that's that's confirmation in that mm-hmm. person's life of like, oh, of course I thought they would have been an elder, yeah. right? Because they were doing all those things anyway. Yeah. They were shepherding in all these ways anyway. And I think the same thing for mm-hmm. a pastor, right? That should be confirmed in the people around them that they've seen that.
0: Yeah. I think when someone is exercising their spiritual gifts in a biblical way, it is not confusing to anyone.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Like you just said, you go, oh, I thought they already were in that position, right? Because right. they are clearly a shepherd. They clearly mm-hmm. have a shepherd's heart. Our churches, you know, right now, we're thinking about adding another elder and we're evaluating people. And there's just a list of people who are like, these people just clearly have a shepherd's heart. Mm-hmm. People probably would have guessed, oh, I thought you might have been an elder. Things like yeah. that. And um, it's, I don't want I don't wanna be careful when I say this. There's a level, there's a part of me that, that feels like it's not something that you really can be taught. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to school so and learn the, like you could study, right? First Timothy 3, 1 through 7. You could study Titus 1, 5 through 9. You could see what the qualifications are and you could tr- go, okay, I'm going to just practice these and go through these and yeah. learn about them at school. And I think m- maybe that can help someone. But I think when it comes to using the gift of shepherding in vocational ministry, there's a calling there. Um, someone who has been given the capacity to do these things well, mm-hmm. to lead people to guide people to oversee them to walk alongside them um i've only been a pastor for like a year and a half mm-hmm. right two years now and very 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 quickly have i learned right. that school did not prepare me mm-hmm. for that and when i say school i mean just it's not a brag just so you guys know like how how much time i spent in school right i have <laughs> four-year undergrad degree to f- Basically, a four-year masters, like three-year masters. None of that really helped. It was good, right? I yeah. learned a lot of things, but it wasn't until I was in that role and I had to step into people's lives and I had to get to know them, I and mean, we had to get to a point where we're not only trying to lead people, but lead some people who want to be led, some people who don't want to be led. Yeah. Walk alongside families who are suffering and hurting. Figure out how to transition from that to celebrating with another person in, in their in their moment in their life. It's like all these different things go into shepherding mm-hmm. and i think it, for some people it can be a very very lonely place if they don't yeah. surround themselves with someone who's shepherding them
1: yeah
0: i think that's the and that's a that's a secular idea too like i mean it's, it's a biblical idea that's where it comes first but the secular world gets that of what the idea that l- l- if leaders are at the top of the mountain by themselves it's a very lonely place to yeah, be
1: yeah
0: um not only is it a lonely place it's a dangerous place and so I think a lot of a lot of shepherds would do well to find a shepherd, mm. someone who's constantly that's pouring hard. into them. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: That wants me, That what you just said makes me want to open the door to our social media conversation.
0: Oh, we should. Let's talk. I want to talk about okay, that. Okay, great. I didn't know when we talked about it, but I think that's important. Well,
1: so you were talking about it can be lonely, right, if you're not having other people pour into you. And I think what we've seen with the fall of a lot of people who are pastors or who i would say they're, they say they're pastors <laughs> take that for what you want right um they don't have accountability where people are pouring into them and so i would imagine that that is a lonely place to be but if you can feed that loneliness with hmm. gaining attention gaining followers yeah having like this huge following of support underneath you whether it's through false teaching or manipulation or just not really shepherding at all, that probably makes it feel less lonely. But
0: yeah, I think we gotta be careful with social media and 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 even the, just the the digital world mm-hmm. and this idea of shepherds. Yeah, because at any time I can watch any pastor preach yeah. or speak or teach or do or these sermon bite sound clips, right? You see it everywhere. And that stuff can be encouraging. But if you are taking in um, guidance and oversight in your mind from one of these people online that's not even in your local context, that person is not your pastor. They're not your shepherd shepherd by any means. And they are not shepherding you. Um, God has not called them to shepherd you. You can't shepherd someone over the internet. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it. I know people don't like that, but it's not true. You know, I could go listen to John MacArthur sermons, whatever. He's a popular guy every day. And I can learn stuff from that. But he is not shepherding me. Um, He's not called to shepherd me. He's not going to be held accountable to me necessarily for me just finding his clips online. Right. You need to find that in a local church that you physically go to. Yeah. Anything else is where, that's where we fall into the trap of, who's actually guiding you, who's actually holding you accountable. Um, and then when we get, we, we wonder why people seem to walk away from the faith when some big name Christian falls oh, into sin. Yeah. And I am, maybe it's just, just cause I've seen a lot of terrible things. Right. But I'm like, yeah, what did you expect? Yeah. They're a sinner.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they let, what, what, what were you thinking was going to happen yeah. and why is their faith why is there because why is, is what they're doing now shattering your faith? Was your faith rooted in them or was it rooted in Christ? Because mm-hmm. Christ didn't change, and that is the trap of finding your shepherd somewhere that it was never intended to be found. Yeah, um, that's good. Across the country, in a place <laughs> where they don't actually know you, they don't know you intimately, they don't know how yeah. to care for you. And I think we've this is getting into the a digital church conversation, which you know maybe it will, but. <laughs> that is not how we were designed to be. Yeah. Like, in any way.
1: Yeah, that's so good. It just, we have to do some introspection here too, right? Like, what is our desire? The Bible talks over and over about our desires and how that's where we fall into sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if we're trying to figure out, okay, what is it that is making me want to constantly listen to this person's sermons or listen to all these podcasts about Christianity. Like I don't I don't think that's bad, right? Our podcast literally is doing that. Where we're walking through theology together to get resources in people's hands. But I just I know people who spend more time listening to sermons and all these other people talking to them about God and about God's word instead of actually just going to spend time with God and mm-hmm. reading God's word. And Yeah. I just I I just wonder if we have gotten so far away from like wanting to have a personal relationship with Jesus and why we are like filled more when we listen to sermons from other people instead of when we just read God's Word and are like in isolation with Him. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a hot take. Yeah. It's interesting. That is a problem. I think we find ourselves... We quickly like to attach to the people who are, you know, well-spoken, mm-hmm. charismatic, just very, very good at what they do. And we quickly start to add them to like to the gospel. Yeah. And that's why when something happens to them. Right. Which, right, don't be surprised. Yeah.
1: And I mean, we it's not like me and you don't have experience with this either. Like, I moved to Chicago, right, at a time where one of the pastors who I would say was most influential in, in, in Chicago at the time and, and, and had it impacted me in my walk with the Lord had, like, fallen, right? And so it's just like I, I was with other people at my school who that devastated and yeah. who they couldn't get past this. And just to be able to be like, wow, my hope is still in Jesus Christ – and my hope is still in my personal relationship with the Him, And I'm still a part of my local body of church, right? And I'm still able to, like, go meet with my pastor and get in, like, get discipled by this person, mm-hmm. right, personally. And not yeah. just be, like, oh, I just looked up. I guess I've never been, like, a starched person either, so maybe Me that helps. But, that yeah, both of us like, don't really God. like that. But Literally don't care. I just, like, <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't know. I just your hope has to be in nothing but Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? and your relationship with Him and yeah. what He's doing for you. And if you're not plugged into a local church, like then you're not going to be getting that regularly, like that shepherding community. Yeah. There's something so freeing for me to say, like, "Oh, I'm struggling with this. I want to go talk to my pastor about it. Not you as my husband, but like <laughs> my actual pastor, right? Like, sorry, not that you're not a pastor. I'm a fake, you, you know fake what I mean, pastor." But, I, I mean, do. I think for pastors' wives too, right like you we have to figure out what does that look like? like do we have a pastor who's shepherding us and speaking into our life besides our spouse, and that's a whole other conversation,
0: yeah, but, I anyways. think it's important to find a pastor, find a shepherd who you trust to shepherd your heart,
1: who's with you, like yeah, who you can
0: physically be with like yeah. i I am not I am a fan in some ways of mega churches, I think they do a lot of good in the community. I think they get to do outreach in a way that displays what Jesus was all about. Um, and I think you get to bring large groups of people together. I think you see m- what mega churches look like in the New Testament. I think you see examples of 5,000 getting added to their number, and they're in local communities where they're meeting yeah. outside and doing all these things. But I also see the home church, where there are people who intimately know one another.
1: Yeah.
0: And... It is hard. I I say that about the mega church because I I do have a place in my heart for it. And we've been ministered to by one when Mm -hmm. we were living in Texas. Great church. It's a great church and it's not anyone's fault, but we don't know. We never knew the pastor or any of them. We never knew any of them.
1: That would be like impossible.
0: I I spoke to him one time. He doesn't know who I am. It's not his fault. I don't blame him. He can't. He has to shepherd other shepherds to shepherd other shepherds to shepherd us. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that, that model. Well, but... I think they did do it really well. Yeah, I see
1: what you mean. I think
0: most people need to be much more intimately connected to the vine, to the local body than that. Mm-hmm. I think you need to find a church where there's a shepherd there. And this sounds kind of cheesy, but it kind of gets at the heart of the beginning of discipleship. Who knows your name? You need someone who knows your name. Mm-hmm. Um, if you and, it, and this goes back to, right, there's, a, there's the find a good shepherd that you trust to lead you, and then there's are you going to be a good sheep
1: Yeah, that's and a, actually yeah. be
0: led. Because I, I think say, I
1: didn't even get into that. there are people
0: <laughs> in churches all across this country who have found a good shepherd, and they are terrible sheep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't want to be led. They don't want to be spiritually. Mm-hmm. They don't want to grow. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want to take that biblical exhortation and instruction. And I just think of my own life, right? I am a pastor, but I definitely have people who are shepherding me. hmm and I get to choose whether or not I'm going to let them lead me right. or if I'm just going to try to do it all on my own. Yeah. And every time I try to do it all on my own, it's like cartoon egg right on my face. <laughs> yeah. It is not a good idea. <laughs> funny. And I think people need to, all of us, because all of us need shepherding. There's no one who's at the top and mm-hmm. just like they're unshepherdable, right? Everyone needs to look for that shepherd and everyone needs to figure out how can I be a good sheep, because yeah. that's how you're going to grow.
1: And when you're not, it just breaks the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, right? It, it, yeah. Like, it hurts the body of Christ when, if somebody sees you talking about your pastor or something in, like, a rude way, or gossiping about somebody else in the body, like, I, I think, I don't know if this is just because, like, my dad's a pastor and you're a pastor, but I just feel like there's a calling on people who are members of a church body to, I'm trying to be careful in the way I say this, to be good members of the body of Christ and help stir up exhortation and encouragement in the body of Christ. Because if I know that my pastors are going to be accountable for my walk with the Lord, like, that brings a whole nother weight to me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be careful of saying, like, don't just unwillingly submit to whatever somebody says like you have to hold things in god's word i'm blessed uh, with a lot of really good pastors in my life and i've never experienced like hurt from them before but i but i understand that that's like hard for some people but so it's easy for me to say this but it i see it as like something i'm called to do to be obedient to when my pastor tells me to like think about something or pray about something like that's something I'm going to take seriously because I respect the authority that he has been given by the Lord.
0: Yeah. You respect the authority and you can clearly see how, what they're proclaiming to you is biblical. Right. If you find yourself in a church where maybe you had that pastor and he's, oh, he's such a great preacher, but I just don't trust him. I can't trust him with my shepherding. I can't trust him with my soul in terms of like Mm -hmm. shepherding that and leading me. Because of maybe things they've said offhand or Mm -hmm. all these other things. Like, you need to find a different church. Yeah. Um, And if you find yourself in a place where that authority, that shepherding is being abused and they're no longer um, a shepherd, they are now a, 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 like, a a tyrant. Like, they've abused that office. That is also a place where you should leave, Mm -hmm. right? Like, this is not... um, pick someone and just blindly follow them. This is why it's important for us to go back to that armory, right? To find the weapons we need for this war we're in. And part of that is we need to know God's word. I think good shepherds also want to be held accountable in a biblical way, right? If someone, if I say something that's just not biblical, if you preach enough, you're going to say something that's just not correct, whether it's a slip of the tongue or you just, you know, whatever. Someone comes to you and say, hey, you, you said this. Can you help me understand that more? it just didn't really make sense. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I said that. Did I really say that? That's not true. Like mm-hmm. I um that would be like that's a great but if I'm coming out the gate, no, you're wrong, all this stuff, like, man, there's like red flags there about mm-hmm. who you are being led by. But a lot of that comes back to the sheep. How do you handle yourself mm-hmm. in the body of Christ? What yeah. is your purpose? Are you exercising your spiritual gifts? Do you see yourself as a co laborer in the ministry with the people in leadership? Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Because that's what we're called to do, yeah. right? The church is not supposed to be these people in this far high off office of elder overseer. And then there's the normal people that just kind of come. That is not Your what church... Your hand gestures
1: are really funny right now. <laughs> I wish everyone could see. That is
0: <laughs> not what the church should look like. Yeah. There is a structure of authority given to us in scripture. There are people who are called to lead, but that leadership looks like servanthood and... Um, the what it looks like to follow to be led is often um, submission mm-hmm. submission to authorities that have been placed there by Christ as they are being led by Christ yeah and when that looks biblical it's, it's harmonious it's beautiful yeah. it's edifying people are lovingly calling out sin in each other's lives in a way that exhorts the body we're trying to run to Christ together all these things are possible mm-hmm. and let me be clear there are no perfect churches even the church we're a part of believe it or not imperfect place partially because i'm there and i'm sure a lot of other people would say the same thing right that's just how it is but we need to consider this conversation we like to think of it from the perspective of, of the shepherd mm-hmm. but all of us in some way shape or form not all of us are shepherds but all of us in some way shape or form are sheep We need to figure out what that looks like. We need to figure Mm -hmm. out what that means to do that right in a good biblical manner. And
1: in order to do that, we look at the life of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. What psalm is that? I'm failing my Bible degree right now. What psalm? It talks about him being the shepherd. He leads me besides waters. I could say it. I just don't know which one it is. Eighty-seven or something. Like, what are you
0: talking about? What psalm?
1: (laughs) Anyways, if you read that psalm,
0: go find that psalm. (laughs) You don't know what it is either. I don't remember.
1: I think it's like 87. That's really bad. It's like 30. the most. It's like the
0: the the most hotly memorized psalm. I
1: know. Whoops. Anyways, listen, I haven't brought this up.
0: Brought what, what up? Something about that you're bad at scripture memory. Well, I am. We all know that. I.
1: No. I just know, go ahead and interrupt no, my thought. No. This, this is bad because we're
0: talking about the scripture. I know scripture like verses. I'm so bad at remembering references. It's so hard for me. I'll say stuff. I'll say a, a yeah, verse. And like, that's found in First John. And people are like, that was in Exodus. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Not inspired. It's funny. So, what are you going to say? That's, you seem very, you're like, I don't know if I should say this. Oh,
1: no. It's just, it's like a funny thing. So, I don't want it to be like a tangent off track.
0: I think we said a lot. Something let's, about. Let's, let's bring some humor into this something conversation.
1: Something about, well, I don't know if some people will find this funny. My Instagram algorithm. Oh. Is messed up. Maybe it's because we've been prepping for this podcast, but you guys, all it is, is people who are clearly false teachers and false <laughs> shepherds and people who oh,
0: man. think that
1: they're like proclaiming God's word, who have a big following. It's mainly women and it just breaks my heart, but it's also like funny at the same time. It shouldn't be funny because so many people are watching it and listening to it. But it's, like, people who, like, have maybe really small churches but then have blown up on social media. And it's, like, it's not even just, like, prosperity gospel. I didn't realize how many things people will say. And because they're good or, what's that word, orators, Mm -hmm. communicators, yeah, probably manipulators, I would add, it sounds so pretty. Like yeah. if I didn't know God's word, this goes back to, we have to know God's word. Yeah. If I didn't know God's words, like in my heart, I'm obviously, I do not know it enough. I, I need to still learn it, but I know enough to know that those people are way off base. Yeah. But the things they say are just ridiculous. But I'm like, if you didn't know that, if that was your first time at a church, you'd be. Sounds good. Amen. And all the things, goodness gracious.
0: Yeah. It's It's funny. funny. It's
1: just sad and funny and crazy all at the same time.
0: I was just looking at a a doctrinal statement from a church. um, Yeah. And I was reading it, and it sounds really good. Yeah. Like the words they're using, very much words that the world uses, um, phrases the world uses, and they did not take a stance, a biblical stance on anything. It was very open-ended. Very yeah. wishy-washy, and part of me wants to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like they're trying to use some of the world's lingo to get people interested, and they're going to present the gospel to them. I have feeling it's it's a church that is just not where it should be, and
1: yeah, it's unfortunate they have been.
0: I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm saying this is my assumption based on just their website, right? I've never been there. Um, corrupted by the world, and the gospel is just not. Man. Listen. No matter what you're evaluating, this is how we, This is how you evaluate mm. whether a church is preaching the gospel. Listen, if you hear it. Listen, if you ever hear stuff like this, the gospel is about repenting of sin, not celebrating it. End of story. Hard line. Anything other than that, when there is sin that is celebrated, it is satanic. That's what Satan would want you to believe. Right? the cool thing about the gospel we get to come however we are we don't have to polish ourselves for Jesus we don't have to get ready we don't have to make room in our heart for him in the sense that we have to get all these things out of our life before Jesus can come and change our lives mm-hmm. we can come however we are
1: mm-hmm. but
0: the promise of true repentance is that we will not stay the same
1: yeah
0: um so if you here if you, if you are getting fed anything other than that it is not it is not true and I just I can't not say that. Because I I I care about people who are listening to this too much. Yeah.
1: Because
0: people are being deceived, like you said. Yeah. They're listening to false words. Um, they're itching ears, right? Um, Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Man.
1: I could just go on. What a Debbie Downer. I need to.
0: I thought you said it was gonna be funny.
1: I don't really. The funny part is that for some reason, all my algorithms on social media have to do with like church memes
0: yeah it is kind of funny and <laughs> the other day i was listening to you listen to one of these people they were saying something i'm like they were preaching or something and i'm like listening to it you're listening to it out loud i'm just like what in the world are you listening to and you're like i cannot it's everywhere and i'm like why are you even listening to it
1: because it, it gets sucked in listening to it now and my eyes are being opened to what the world is hearing for the first time from christianity Like people who are hearing about Christianity for the first time from these people online are getting fed only deception and lies. And what they do is they sprinkle in a tiny bit of truth. So then converts Mm -hmm. will say, oh, I'm a Christian now. And really what you converted to is a lying lifestyle.
0: If whatever you find yourself following does not require some radical life change in your life, probably is not the gospel.
1: What was that church we found the other day? It was like literally... I don't even know. It literally is like, we believe in everything and anything and anybody can come there. I'm like, what does a church service look like there?
0: Are you talking about the church that we were talking about here in the room? No, no, no. Oh.
1: It was like a while, a couple of weeks ago. and I don't remember. It literally was like the type of church it was, I had never heard of before, but I, we were at work mm-hmm. and I looked it up and it was like, whatever it was, the name of it was like, their website just says. We accept all people for all things and believe every religion has a place to worship. Oh, yeah.
0: You saw it on Instagram. It
1: wasn't even... I remember that. I'm not even talking about like political stances or religious stances. No, like like
0: bring the Buddhists in. We can all worship together. that's
1: the thing. I was like... Once we talk about like crossing... It's different to say like Christians who are accepting different sins, but to say like all religions can come together and worship in one building
0: worship all your different gods Yeah, together. at the same
1: time in one in- service
0: interfaith Inter- garbage
1: it was called interfaith something. yeah
0: that's what that is
1: i just i was so confused i had never heard of that before it's how have i gone my whole life without hearing about that is it like a big thing
0: oh yeah i mean it's just it's it's if the anybody, same thing all roads lead to everything i know but if right? anybody
1: has ever been to a church like that i really would just like to have a respectful conversation of what does that service actually look like because i'm curious how do you choose what to do on a Sunday morning?
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: they don't meet on Sunday. Maybe they meet different days of the week. Monday is Buddha. Tuesday is... <laughs> I don't know. This is
0: the last tangent I'll go on, but I think it's important. The pro- A lot of those churches maybe didn't start out the way they are. Yeah. Maybe they started out in a great spot and they decided to get on a good path of saying... Anyone is welcome here, because that is true. Absolutely, anyone is welcome in the doors of a good church. Yeah, the church is not a closed place. Where we, if you struggle with this, we don't want you to come here. The church should be a hospital for people who need. It's not. It's not a. It's not a, a high tower, right? People. People who have sinned People who are struggling with things. People who don't know what to do in this life. They should come to, to church. But you're going to hear the. Hopefully, you're going to hear the gospel. And you're going to repent and believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. let Him change your life. So there's a lie out there that, you know, for a church to say, "Hey, there's certain types of people we don't want to come through these doors," that's a church that's not really evangelistic and on mission. Now I get it; certain things can't continue to exist in a body of Christ before, like, "Hey, you're not, you're, you're causing yeah. division here." But, but churches have taken that to a place of not come as you are, which is great, right? but they've lost the They can say well you could just stay as you are. Um it is if you just want to believe that that's fine. We can all believe our own little thing about Jesus. Like Jesus we don't get to just choose what we believe about Jesus. Yeah. Jesus has told his, us who yeah. who he is. Yeah. And we know who the father is cuz Jesus revealed him and we don't get to decide pick and choose. It's not a buffet. Yeah.
1: And the only way you get to know that is by reading God's word, right? <laughs> hundred percent find something really quick in Genesis you're gonna find
0: that really...
1: psalm no <laughs> no I was gonna see there's something about Eve that I was reading today um, when Satan comes to her I don't remember I just want to make sure I'm not wrong in this so correct me if I'm wrong because I can't find it but um... oh yeah wait Talking about how the woman knew, like Eve knew. I say the woman, like we don't know who she is. Eve knew the woman, um, the woman you What me. God's word was, right? Like it wasn't that she didn't know it, but um, Satan is, still has a way to like deny what God says and deceive us, right? So the woman said to the serpent when he asks her, right, about did God really say? She says, "We may eat." the fruit from the trees in the garden but about the fruit in the tree in the middle of the garden god said you must not eat it or touch it or you will die she repeats the exact words that god says to her so it wasn't that she didn't know what god's word says but she didn't hide it in her heart to then be obedient to it right like we Mm -hmm. still have a choice but the first step is actually knowing what god's word says like if we don't know what god's word says there's no way we can be obedient to follow our shepherds or anybody who's telling mm-hmm. us truth in any way.
0: Yeah. That
1: little, didn't really make sense, did it?
0: A little bit about, sh- no, it did. Okay. <laughs> we we kind of went off on a biblical literacy tangent, but it's required to be good sheep. So I we, we can wrap it all up like that.
1: <laughs> Are we ending these episodes in the series with a challenge?
0: If we are, hey, you're going to have to figure one out because I haven't thought well, about it. <laughs>
1: well, I think the ongoing challenge was to see if you have these gifts. So yeah. we didn't really talk about practically if you feel like you have the gift of shepherding, what to do. Because you we kind of talked about it at the beginning, vocational versus not vocational.
0: Yeah. What do you yeah, think Yeah, I mean, vocationally, like? like if you if, if you feel like you have the gift of shepherding and you're thinking maybe this is something I need to do vocationally, I would go ask your shepherd Yeah. what they think about it. Good. I would go, I would ask them, honestly, do you do you see me shepherding the flock? I want to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Let them speak into your life. Yeah. Someone hopefully that wants to produce more shepherds, right? Yeah. If that's not, if you're not thinking, man, I'm not, this isn't a vocational thing. I just want to use the gifts I have in the local body of Christ. Ask your shepherd. How, how can that? I yeah, come alongside you in ministry in a, in a, my capacity? What can I do to yeah. serve the body of Christ with my gifts? And man, someone came, I said this last podcast, but yeah. if someone came to me and said that, I'd be like, wow, let's do it. Yeah. How can we do this?
1: Well, and that's just funny because <laughs> I think that's what people did for you in your life, right? Yeah. Like people cultivated that in you and pointed that out when you were young to say, have you thought about doing this? That yeah. people said that about me too. Like, have you thought about getting into ministry or doing this? Right. And so again, that just brings up like the confirmation of see if people around you think the same thing and ask your shepherd, good mm-hmm. idea.
0: So, there's your challenge for the for the shepherding folk.
1: If you're not, then challenges to be a good sheep. Good luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. In some ways it can be harder to be a good sheep. How I don't enough. know, I
1: live with you. It's pretty hard to do your job too. Yeah. Yeah. God's grace though. Good
0: days and bad days.
1: Just like Good days and hard days.
0: days. I don't have bad days.
1: I not bad, yeah, hard. Good.
0: Listen, I just decided years ago I just don't there's no reason for me to be sad. Like, I just, there's just no reason for me to be upset. There's no reason for me well, to have a bad day. I try, I'm I'm the one who
1: talks a lot about emotions. So maybe I, that's a different podcast. I do have,
0: I definitely do have bad days. But generally speaking, I, I consider myself to be a pretty happy person.
1: There's at least two times in the Bible that I know of. One of them I read today where the Lord is deeply grieved. So it's okay to be sad. Oh,
0: for sure. My default though <laughs> is just, ha- I'm a happy guy. I don't like being sad. Sometimes you need to be sad. And I, it's good.
1: Yeah, you're optimistic.
0: Very much so. Yeah. I always am finding what is what is a good thing about the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was talking yeah, the other annoying. day about this problem, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that is a problem. But man, how cool is it that we get to find us? I said it in a way <laughs> that I can <could> tell annoyed. <laughs> how cool is it that we get to find a solution to help yeah, grow we, the
1: ministry? That's what makes you a and good they're shepherd. like,
0: you're so annoying. <laughs>
1: that's what makes you a good shepherd. Is that you're able to do that. I yeah, well. but. I just didn't want people to leave here saying it's not okay to be sad. Oh no, it's definitely Cause God dangerous. is sad too over sin. So yeah. <laughs> go read Genesis. I, I think there are
0: plenty of reasons to do that. We should. I don't know. We haven't done that really, have we? What walked through
1: emotion, emotional
0: intelligence?
1: No, but that's my favorite topic. So let's I do love that, that topic
0: again. only because I learned a lot about it like the last like like two years ago. Jumped into it
1: when I was writing my theology of empathy paper.
0: Were you? Two years ago?
1: Well, that movie, uh, I don't know. That was a oh, more no, than two I years like, ago.
0: Uh, no, I had a class with Aubrey, Dr. Well, I guess it wasn't him, but Aubrey Malfras, who wrote um, Leading with Emotional Intelligence.
1: Oh, yeah, you DTS. did talk about that. Yeah. Great book. Man, we should talk about that. I'm way more passionate about that than spiritual gifts, but that's probably because I'm prideful and I know more about that than spiritual gifts. So
0: Maybe so. But, How does it make you feel?
1: That's funny. <laughs> Oh, wasn't that wasn't an intentional question.
0: No, I that really was know. how does that make
1: you
0: feel? What do you see when you look Stop. at this We're good. done. We are done. Anyway, we had fun with this. That's good. We're gonna continue going fun. to the next spiritual gift. TBD. We're not well, necessarily gonna you. go straight in oh, We can go
1: in order. I was we up haven't up specifically
0: talked let's talk about it right now. Let's let's open up our calendar. <laughs> serving. When are we going to the our next
1: store? one is serving? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the grocery store tomorrow. I have my list.
0: Costco. Guys, did you know <laughs> this, that this we, so we, are su- we've, we have been suckered into a Costco executive membership, so yeah, we, we need to change that. We,
1: yeah, didn't we talk about changing it? We never did.
0: We have till June to change it.
1: Okay, you guys, this has become a what does Matt Ellie have to do list yeah. of things. Okay, our next episode, in the way we have it on our list right now, mm-hmm. would be serving.
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Oh man, that is so Let's good. just keep
0: doing it. Let's just talk right now about it. I it's going to be go. an hour and a half episode. No, I'm just How
1: kidding. long are we at? We
0: need it. We'll, we'll, we need we'll do that next time. We need a different
1: episode for that for sure.
0: Serving. Man, so, be prepared. Just, that's, like a top, hot, that's like a topic of okay, our in-house. So if you're
1: listening to this, please do not hang up now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you're still listening, if you're
1: still listening, we Mom, have a special If you're <laughs> still listening, just... please send us your questions on serving. Yeah. Please, 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 please. Here's the deal. It's harder to do our podcast I will nobody wants us know what you want to hear.
0: I will send the best question, a $10 gift card to oh, Dunkin' or Starbucks. Really? Yeah, you just got to pick which one you want.
1: Dunkin' or Starbucks. Let's do it. $10 if you're fun money. Or, or if, a if you're not a coffee
0: person, card. Chick-fil-A, whatever. $10. bucks. we
1: will send you a $10 gift card, gift card giveaway. Gift card of your choice. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a great idea, Matt.
0: But Pastor it's, who, my it's whoever the best comment is. The best question. About some of y'all. Some of y'all... Put in some weird questions.
1: Well, we have like the same few people that respond. Yeah, and they're great questions. They are.
0: So, a gift card is in the balance. Be looking out on the on the socials.
1: Whoa! First giveaway.
0: I know. We gotta take it out of the the armory budget.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The negative twelve dollars that we make every year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Twelve dollars.
1: I don't know how much it costs for more than that. Oh, okay
0: something like that anyway we are approaching the hour so (laughs) let's say bye anyway guys guys. we're excited to do this and we're gonna keep doing it and we're gonna have one in the next two weeks because we're gonna stay on schedule we set a goal at the beginning of the year Man, if you're still listening you're an og (laughs) hang up the phone see you guys